1: Football is our religion. The One Stadium is our church. Nigel Clough is the God we choose to believe in. By name, I am your priest. And this week, it's Ollie Hawkins who gets us on our feet. And believing firmly in project promotion. Matty Longstaff will deliver Mansfield's second corner of the game then here at uh, One Call Stadium. Up steps Longstaff, two-step runner into Brianna. the post. Hawkins! And he's in! He's in! He's in! Up the line! Get in. Mansfield Town have scored! It's Ollie Hawkins who swoops in and knocks in the opening goal of the game on 20 minutes. Mansfield Town 1, Northampton Town nil.
2: Brilliant, brilliant delivery, and Hawkins. I think one of the lads. I think I don't know if it was Quinn who got a block on his on his marker and left him with a free header, and it's a great header. You know the keeper nearly got it tipped it in, but, but that's all come from Mansfield play, keeping the ball, breaking the line, and creating something, and that's what they can do, and it's a fantastic header from Hawkins and a great start from the Stags.
1: That goal on 20 minutes puts the Stags into 6 but level-on points with third-place Port Vale with a game in hand over the Valiants. It also sets things up nicely as the big week of fixtures continues with a trip to league leaders Forest Green on Tuesday, followed by the league's bottom side, Scunthorpe United, on Saturday. But as Nigel Croft rightly says, any supporter thinking three points are already ours at Scunthorpe, Needs to think again.
3: We'll take an unbelievably good following and everyone will think it's three points before three o'clock. Never is. You know, It'll be incredible. You know, they're almost down and they'll relax and play you know, and be very dangerous. The forest Greener, so they got the three points today, they'll be thinking, let's get it done sooner rather than later. You we know, have got seven games left. I think they need to win three or four or something like that. And they want to get one of those on, on Tuesday.
1: Tonight on the Sunday sermon, we'll reflect on Clough's comments as we desperately try to keep our expectations suppressed. We'll also look back on yesterday's 1-0 win over Northampton Town. Plus, we'll preview Tuesday's trip to Forest Green Rovers and lots more in between, including another discount code for STAGS Stories Live. As always, get involved in the comments and have your say on your team. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast and this is the Sunday Sermon. Ladies and gentlemen, be seated. It's time to get it underway. It's only goal difference which separates Mansfield Town from being further up the table. Port Vale in third on 66 points on a plus 22 goal difference. Northampton in fourth on plus 13. Uh, Bristol Rovers in fifth on plus 11. And the Stags in sixth on plus 10. The Stags maybe could have had more contributed to that goal difference if it wasn't for the Northampton goalkeeper who had an excellent game between the sticks for the Cobblers. More on him a little bit later on. But first, let's meet the people who are talking all things Mansfield Town again. Hello and welcome, by the way, to the Mansfield Matters podcast and, of course, the Sunday Sermon. Joining me to chat all things Mansfield Town tonight, the usual suspects, the man who was absent from One Core Stadium yesterday um, as he's still struck down with the old COVID and the old croak. And that's not uh, just what we call him around the, uh, the, uh, the green room anyway. It's Mr Alan Wilson. Good evening, mate. Are you feeling better? Good evening, uh, Craig, and good evening, everybody. still croaky, but getting there, thank you. Slowly, but surely. And also joining me as well, Clive Parkins there as well. Evening, my friends.
4: Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Craig.
1: Welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast. As always, we want you to get involved and have your say on your team. No Nathan is yet. He might pop on later on, although we've got a sneaking feeling that he might not pop on tonight, having scored at absolutely nothing in this week's podcast predictions get in it's more that's more of a win than ollie hawkins header to be honest and uh, of course uh, cam's not with us he's doing his usual sunday thing which is i believe this week he's given up on holly oaks and he, he's so saddened by the end of holby city that he's decided to watch the entire box set from the very first episode what 20 odd years ago something like that so uh we won't be seeing him uh for a while we, we probably will won't we Winning in midweek but anyway uh, moving swiftly on let's go to uh, uh, your comments keep them coming in as always let you have your say on your team we'll come to them in just a second first though Alan you were absent from yesterday's game which meant somebody else had to announce uh, Ollie Hawkins as the goal scorer I know though you were glued to your radio sets and listening were you up and jumping out of your chair when Ollie Hawkins bullet header went in
5: I certainly was Craig I was very happy I
1: have to say Chris Revel
4: was very good
5: he, he usually is very good, Chris is. We like take it in turns. He does my job if I can't get, and I do his job in the sponsors' lounge if uh, Chris can't get. Yeah, he's
4: definitely the right person for the sponsors' lounge, though, isn't he? Why? It's yes. <laughs> only leftover food, has he has it. I say this because he's a friend, by the way.
1: There we go, there we go. Right, let's move swiftly on and uh, get Clive out of that deep hole that he's digging and uh, go to the actual game yesterday, Alan. Obviously a 1-0 win, but uh, as you'll have known from listening to uh, yours truly on the old wireless, could have been way more because their goalkeeper. Well, he got in team of the week and, uh, you know, he's kept a number of clean sheets for them this season. You can absolutely see why. I'd say along with Nathan Bishop, he's one of the best goalkeepers I've seen in League Two. I would definitely agree with that,
5: yes. And it also, from uh, there, somebody put on, I don't know whether it was our website or theirs today, that uh, is, uh, not got a contract for next season. That could be interesting. i will yeah. be surprised at that if he hasn't. Man, I suppose it all depends whether they go up or whether they stay in League 2 or not, doesn't it?
1: Very, very true. I'm not sure if he was with them last year when they got relegated. If so, he might be trying to get back into League 1 like a lot of clubs. Anyway, let's delve into... Um... Some of your comments, as always. Stuart's kicked us off tonight. Says, let's keep that momentum going into Tuesday and Saturday, maybe even tougher than Tuesday. But yeah, great place to be in at the moment. Come on, you stags. Jim says, please, 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 on Tuesday, play a back four, the same back four, and go on attack. We don't do parking the bus, and Forest Green are definitely soft, underbellied. If you have a go at them. Yeah, we'll talk about Forest Green a little bit more later on. But as much as Jim's calling for the same back four there, Clive, if James Perch is fit, James Perch will play.
4: Yeah, it's a bit of a dilemma, isn't it? Who do you take out to put Perch in?
1: It's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, macca has been playing with a bit of an injury. Played well on, uh, on Saturday. But when you've got games coming thick and fast like we have, and Perch can fill in that position and do equally well. As long as he's got somebody with a natural left foot in front of him, I think he will be all right. So for me, I think it's almost a, it's almost a straight swap or depending on the fitness of, of Reese Oates, you then move Hawkins back up top and go with Perch at centre-back alongside uh, Mr O'Toole.
4: Yeah, I've been one of those people that from time to time have been pleading to have Hawks relieved of his defensive duties to put him on a, in his chosen profession. However, he playing so well. Um, He made a couple of mistakes the other week, but um, yesterday he was spot on in his defensive duties and the goal was a bonus, but uh, no, he didn't miss much at the back at all against a very strong attacking team
1: yeah it's uh it, it really is a, a quandary to have like uh, Clive said there Alan on Tuesday night at uh, Hartleypool he was at fault for at least one of the goals the second goal I believe where he sort of gave the ball away and they went and scored uh, from it but yesterday he won every single header going he really really put a shift in and uh, deserves his place in the EFL team of the week as well
5: when I was listening to it yesterday, Craig, it just reminded me going back quite a few years. Because every time you know they were saying about he do, he's done this, he's got the ball away, he's headed it away, he's moved nicely, he's kicked the ball up front, and everything. It reminded me very much of George
1: Foster, to be honest. A little bit of a reference, which is over my head, to be honest. But we'll. Uh... <laughs> I could I I just, just remember. It. <laughs> Absolute class. There we go. That's what we needed. let I
4: just say, going back to him, though. I mean, the, the weakness I think he has is if if uh, uh, the attackers loop one over his head, because he hasn't got uh, the pace mm. to compete with the guys that's running for it. And that's that's there was one in the game uh, early on where it was it was completely out, outrun. Um, and of course, he's, he turns like a tanker anyway. So uh, you know, he's not the quickest player on the field, and sometimes that is a weakness. But if he's good enough. And preempts most attacking play. It's fine.
1: I have but to that... say that's that's the only thing which worries me. Sometimes we get long balls punted in behind us, and the entirety of the back four um, sometimes more more so on the left hand side step up a little bit too early and let players get goal side. We got away with it yesterday.
4: Yeah, it, but of the back four is the least mobile, isn't it? Mm,
1: yeah, I think you know, I think he knows that as well. But you know, mm-hmm. he's got the height to go and win the headers, and, and that's the important thing yesterday. We 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 got it right. Sometimes, you know, his passing or his clearances aren't always up to standard. And what you need is you need your midfield, Alan, to come and step in and to come and win those balls. And Matty Longstaff, Stephen Quinn, um, you know, George Lapsley, Ryan Sturck, all phenomenal in, in that yesterday and really, really pleased. And Stephen Quinn was playing like a 16-year-old. He had energy and enthusiasm to burn. But by the sound of it,
5: Clay, Craig, he was playing where I like him to play, on the left-hand side in front of Mecca, or yeah. Perge, whoever plays there, at Macca yesterday, and that's his preferred. That's my preferred position for him. I think when he goes into midfield, you know, into the middle of the uh, center of the midfield, I think he gets a bit lost and he gets a bit bypassed, where he can do more damage from the left hand side with Maka, intermingling with Sturk and Barry or whoever's in front of him, you know, and he, he just seems to have a better game. in my opinion.
1: Sean says, "Is this our year?" Well, we'll find out in what uh, eight games time. Yeah,
5: That's
1: no point. I don't think there's any point in sitting here and going, "Yes, it is," or, or "No, it's not." At this point, because it's so tight in that league table is now. I mean, at one point we were fourth, just behind, uh, just behind Northampton, who who'd stayed in uh, in in third. But then I think Port Vale got a goal and it swung. It just shows, Clive, doesn't it, that uh, it's you know this way or that way. We've got a one of our games in hand at the moment. We've got Everybody in the playoffs, um, so it's Northampton, Bristol Rovers and Tranmere, other than ourselves and then Newport just outside the playoffs. They've played 40 games. We've got a game in hand on every one of those teams and that comes on Tuesday night. The only team we haven't got a game in hand on uh, in and around us on Tuesday night is Port Vale who've got a game I believe away at Salford. I might be wrong but yeah, I know they definitely, I definitely they play on Tuesday Salford, night. Yeah. yeah, Salford away on Tuesday night which again it's a team almost in and around us because they're in they're in night they're on 62 um so you know they can't Salford can't catch us but at at the minute in that one game should they win but uh it's a vital vital time to start uh you know making the most clive of those gaming hands yes it'll be a big ask against the Forest Greenside who are top of the table but it's still uh it's it's still needed and it's still very much uh uh an an option for us to to go and try and punish those teams
4: yeah every game we need to aim to win it um there is no question about that we don't need to win them all but we need to try to win them all and we need to assume we're going to win each game as it comes along even against forest green rovers and i think you know on our day we're a a match for anybody and that's what we've got to look for on tuesday um but you know then following that with bottom of the league and i don't think that's going to be much of a gimme either i think there's going to be uh i mean in fact Forest Green only got one pass, didn't they, on uh, Saturday? Mm. So I think you know, the, whilst I think they've they've lost their league status pretty much, they're battling, um, whether it's pride or whether it's for contracts, I don't know. But uh, either way, um, I don't expect us to go there mob-handed and roll them over. I think we we'll <laughs> have to work for it.
1: No, Nigel Clough was very, very insistent and we need to uh, to not be complacent going into that one. I'm sure he'll be even more so. Um, on Tuesday night, after I speak to him after the uh, the Forest Green Rovers game, keep your comments coming in. Have your sound yesterday. Have a little look ahead to Forest Green as well, um, in there as well. Um, Adrian Keita, a friend of the podcast, of course, says fantastic Hawkins header. What a win and what a team! What a uh, header it was indeed, and it sparked us to do a little bit of uh, cheeky promotion. You've got until seven forty-five. That's kick-off on Tuesday. So use the link in the description to get yourself a free ticket. The Stags Stories Live. I'm feeling generous. I'm going to subsidise the cost of any tickets that are that have that are got using the code Hawkins12 between now and 7:45 on Tuesday night. So use the link in the description. The Stags Stories Live, 22nd of April at One Course Stadium with Stuart Watkins, Neil Richardson, and guests, and use the code Hawkins12 at checkout and you'll get 100% off. More on that later. Let's come back to some more uh, comments. Uh, Craig says, Hawkins up top and perch at centre-back with JJ is what i do if Oates misses Tuesday. Hand on heart, Alan. Um, I can't see Rhys Oates playing on Tuesday. Nigel Clough sort of alluded to it in his post-match interview anyway, which is basically um, that uh, it's probably been rest anyway because of the knocks and niggles at, at this time in the campaign. And, he was struggling in the first half, got himself through to, to half-time and carried on in the second half. And probably, in retrospect, almost like the Jamie Murphy situation in midweek at, at Hartlepool, probably should have gone off at half-time.
5: Yeah, because we've got the standings, haven't we, Craig? I mean, I know it was an important hmm. game yesterday and we were 1-0 up and we wanted to keep that uh, score, if not go on and get a few more. You know, apart from <laughs> their goalkeeper, which we probably would have done. But we have got players waiting in the wings who can do a job. We've got Barry. We've got Johnson, who must be absolutely chomping at the bit to get on. Admitted, he's not the same sort of player as Oates, but we won't know what he's got until we give him a chance. And this might be the ideal
1: scenario. Yeah, you know, never know. He could come in towards the back end of the season and, you know, score four in four or whatever, and, and, and get that vital goal to um, to push us on, which would be. Uh... Just exactly what we're, what we're looking for. Chris says, even their keeper deserves a mention he was awesome. Yeah, absolutely he was. We mentioned that a little bit. Uh, Daniel uh, and La- says, can we sack Cam now that he's got that dreadful um, shirt on uh, the profile picture that he's uh, on, had recently on Facebook? He's been warned. He's been yellow-carded. And bless him, he's, you know, he's just starting out in his career and he's got this opportunity. Um, and he's obviously passionate about it, but not as passionate as about Mansfield Town. Don't you worry about that. He's been booked. He's been reprimanded. And he assures me it won't happen again. But can can I also say,
4: Craig, that the Chesterfield women's football team have disassociated themselves I from was the
1: trying team. to avoid the word, the word that you just said there, Clive, to be honest. Disassociated
4: themselves from the team, from the main team, over the motorway there. And they've become now ladies of the town I can't mention. Yes.
1: And therefore
4: independent of the professional football club of the town I can't mention. So therefore, Cam is not as guilty of treason as he once
1: was. No, but he's, yes, he's still got a yellow card and a reprimand, Daniel. Don't you worry about that. Let's more, move back to more Mansfield matters because Mansfield, believe it or not, does matter. Uh, Jim says no goal in open play in eight hours with that back four. Yeah, I suppose you can uh, look at that. I mean, I don't know whether is is that an exact stat on that exact back four of Hewitt, O'Toole, Hawkins, and McLaughlin, or
4: it can't be because Purchase played on several
1: games in that time. Yeah, exactly. It? In I don't know. It's if he's saying in... the
4: back four is is. Uh, much more uh, tight than than the alternatives. I wouldn't disagree with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it might well be a, a, a true fact with that back four. If you could clarify, Jim, in the comments, that'd be uh, that'd be great. Um, are we talking specifically about Hewitt, O'Toole, Hawkins, McLaughlin? If so, um, then 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 great. But if if that in- includes perch, if if it's a more general back four, then obviously. Uh, it's a little bit different Uh, Tom says uh, George Lapsley's like a new signing now he's up to speed he looks incredible Uh, coming good at the right time Clive you nodding away at that one yeah it
4: was my man of the match I know Hawkins had a great game but uh, Lapsley he's back
1: yeah he's uh, he, he really looks sharp and looks to be enjoying his football Alan as well doesn't he he does. He played well on Tuesday night as well, didn't he? He Was all over the place. And
5: since he has come back and got those couple of goals, he's looking more like the old play, uh, the player of old that we we saw before he got injured. And is I think he's getting a little bit of a free run as well, or it seems to be just yeah. in front of the midfit. You know, it's like a, did did they call it the old number ten? Or whatever you want to call it, you know, in between the forwards and the midfield, and it seems to be, you know, he's generally generally all over the place. I know he is anyway, but the the amount of tackles he gets in is same as Quinney. I just think is is awesome when he's uh, on his day.
1: What I really like about us at the minute, Clive, is that is the license that Lapsley and Longstaff seem to have. They really do interchange quite well. There's a good little bit of running in there, and we've got this. Real solidified back line, which doesn't seem to change and sort of keeps it as it is. But at the other, at the other end, we've got a really, really fluid front line. If one goes forward, if, if lapsley pushes forward, for example, Aikens will come and sit in. If Quinn drops wide, Stirk will go and push up and hold in and Longstaff will drop back and vice versa. Everybody just sort of seems to move around together and, and keep compact. It's like having that elastic band. We stretch. But what we do is we know our limitations.
4: Yeah, I think every player that we we are currently using now, all the players in the squad who are fit to be chosen, they they're all very very well suited now, and I think they uh, they they, degree, they have a degree of flexibility which enables the the shape of the team to alter it to accordingly to the opposition. And I think yesterday Lapsi was given more room both by both teams, and he he, he exploited it. And I think that's that's good. I know, you know, a word about uh, um, Aikens. Aikens needs a bit of look, to be quite honest, because his end product seems to be lacking. But he he makes space. He finds space that no one else is finding, and he drags two defenders with him wherever he goes. Yeah, you know, you've got to give the lad credit for that. He looks like he's not doing anything, but the actual fact, if you watch
1: him, his his contribution to the game is immense. Yeah, Lucas Aikens in the last two games has transformed the way our forward line can play because, like Clive says, Alan, he drags players one way, he drags them the other. The only thing he doesn't get, and this is what you know, where League Two standard refereeing comes, and he doesn't get fouls. He's not. I'm not saying that he's not being fouled or not going in for fouls. He's getting fouled, pushed and, and shoved quite a lot. But the referees, because of his size, you know, think it, it's fair game. And uh, maybe he just needs to take a little uh, DR tablet and uh, have some of that flower. <laughs> Flower seed sprinkled on him and it will be, uh, yeah, it, it will be uh, a, a part of his game that he can uh, blossom, shall we say. And if Fair the referees to... are going
4: to call him for fouling, then he may as well do a decent foul and hurt the buggers.
5: Fair play to him, though, because he does tend to, you know, he doesn't go down, does he? He's a big, strong fella. He's a big unit and he stays on his feet. But like you said, you know, he does get fouled quite a lot. But because of his size and his stature, it, half of the time he manages to stand on his feet. But I agree with Clive and what uh, the comments were saying yesterday after the match about he does need a goal because his confidence would be sky high then. We might see an even better player than what we see now.
1: As long as someone's putting the ball in the back of the net, couldn't care less. Uh, Akins is a strong player in League Two, says Roger. His time will come for goals. Get stuck in.
4: <laughs> yeah. I think that's my point. I think he needs to be a bit... Naughtier. <laughs> he's a big lad. He wants to be felt a bit more. I think that's that's my view.
1: He's, he's an honest fellow though, isn't he? And I think you yeah. can certainly see why he's played in every outfield position because he's got the honesty and integrity about him. And he knows how to play people.
4: Yeah, he's got an intelligent head. No question about that. Uh, but you're right, it's a big unit. He should be uh, dominating those one-to-ones when he's in them. And just occasionally he gets out, he gets out running, and that's the danger with a big fella, isn't it? That if you've got a whip it against you, you've got uh, got to adopt a slightly different strategy. But I think he's had two really good games back to back, and and and. Uh, I can't understand why people feel
1: it is worthy of criticism. But that's that's for individuals to say and others to either agree or disagree with. That's the part and parcel of football. Roger says an incredible second half on Saturday. It should have been more than one with some incredible stops uh, from Northampton. Uh, yeah, that could be said in the first half as well. The keeper makes a ridiculous save from Matty Longstaff's one right on the stroke of half-time. That was going postage stamp. Uh, top corner and then uh, 30 seconds later he makes one I think from Reese as well which is a really good reflex save down to his uh, right hand side uh, Roger also adds Quinn had a good game as well a vital player and one thing I was going to say as, as well you know um, oh, Hawkins got man of the match um, who did you say was your man of the match Clive? Lapsley. Lapsley. Um, Mine, Alan, was actually Stephen Quinn. There was a particular moment in the game, and I put this to Nigel Clough afterwards, where his experience really, really showed. We're under pressure. They've got 10 men. They're throwing literally everything at us. We're defending for our lives. We're one goal up, not long to go. Many defender would, as the ball comes down, would just absolutely bop it out as far down the, the, the field as they can, and it would come straight back to us. Quinn watches it, he realises he's got time, he brings it down, he controls it, he holds off two, allows two of our players to bomb forward and he puts the ball forward and all of a sudden we're on the attack. It's that experience and those one or two percents which change games for you. That's what gets you over the line.
5: Yeah, but from what, well, like we say, we've all got different opinions. And from what I heard of the game, I would have given it Hawkins because it just sounded like a colossus. That was my point to make him like George Foster because mm. George Foster
1: was the ultimate colossus, in my opinion. Mm, absolutely. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Have your say on the game yesterday. Time to hear from a little bit of Nigel Clough. Not the full thing because if you want to watch the full thing, it's on iFollow. Um, and there's an interview with. Uh, George Lapsley on there as well, but first and foremost, let's wrap up things on uh, all things uh, Northampton Town before we look ahead to uh, Forest Green, etc., etc., by hearing some post-match reaction from the Stags boss himself, Nigel Clough, speaking to me for I Follow Stags and Mansfield One Hundred Three Point Two.
3: Performance certainly warranted the three points today. I thought it was uh, against one of the top teams in the league. I thought we were outstanding from start to finish. Uh, a lot of good individual performances today uh, made up the made up great team win. Yeah, and you could
1: sense what it meant to the
3: fans as well, because in the
1: grand landscape of things, that could be a huge three points.
3: Yeah, still lots of play games still to go, uh, but it's nice to sort of get back into the top seven uh, still with those games in hand.
1: Yeah, and of course, we'll talk about the performance today. Let's talk about the performance at the back uh, first and foremost. Ollie Hawkins won every single header and he won the most important header of all
3: on 20 minutes. He did, it's unusual because they're obviously uh, known for being very dangerous from set plays, so it was nice to score uh, with one of our own. Uh, but how uh, how we haven't scored another one after that? I think you just said uh, down to their goalkeeper more than anything. It was a good corner for Matty Longstaff, uh, and just we put it in the tried to put it in the right sort of areas, uh, and it's a brilliant header. Uh, but no more than the rest of his performance today.
1: Was that the response you wanted after Tuesday night? Because like we said post-match on Tuesday, the performance was there, but the conviction not so much. But today, in this afternoon, it it really was to some degree. Yeah, we didn't
3: we didn't make any mistakes today. Uh, that's the key, uh, we made a couple of little ones on Tuesday night and we were punished, sometimes you, we said you get away with them, uh, but tonight, today we didn't make any mistakes and I think Nathan Bishop was a, a spectator for, for much of the game and especially the second half.
1: Yeah and of course uh, they finished the game with ten men, what did you see of the instincts? It was pretty much right in front of the, the dugouts and there were some questionable calls this afternoon as well.
3: Yeah, there was a few, yeah, uh, a few positive ones, uh, You know, especially in the, in the first half, but I just think I think he's giving them two yellows, one for the tackle and one for the push.
1: Yeah, that's what it looked like from where we were as well. And how does that change your mentality when you go down to 10 men? Because we've seen it so often that sometimes when you're playing with a a man less, you can actually raise your game a little bit. We had it ourselves, didn't we, up at Barrow?
3: Definitely. Uh, And yeah, it's not an absolute certainty you're then going to go on and win the game. That's why we wanted the second goal Mm. and we were doing everything we could to get it. Got in some brilliant positions and situations today. And as I say, their goalkeeper made a few outstanding saves. And also they made a lot of blocks. A lot of little deflections that just went for corners, could have gone in the other corner and stuff. So we didn't get a break uh, today and just fortunate that we didn't need one.
1: But you must take a immense heart from your side's defensive display today because resilient right until the last whistle.
3: Yeah, I thought the back four were excellent. Um, we're missing uh, our main man out of that with James Perch with illness. Um, but it's lovely that I'm not sure who would, have, uh, who would have missed out, but James Perch would have played today. Uh, but the four of them uh, and Bish when called upon, uh, they're outstanding today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about those changes uh, in a little minute because Reese Oates went off injured as well uh, today. What's the latest with him?
3: His thigh just tightened up. I'm going to go down and see him and, uh, and just see what he's uh, what he's like. Uh, but this is why we're, we're sort of leaving, leaving him for a game here and there. Uh, we, we, we did it with Jamie Murphy. We should have done it on Tuesday night. He's ended up with a uh, tight hamstring uh, and now we've got Oatsy with a, a tight thigh. So I think they're both outs for Tuesday.
1: Nigel Clough speaking to me for iFollow Stags and Mansfield 103.2. If you want to watch that interview in full where he talks about those changes, looks ahead to Forest Green and much, much more in between, then make sure you head to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow where you'll also see a post-match interview with George Lapsley as well. Uh, Ollie Hawkins then was the match winner on Saturday afternoon and his goal got me feeling all generous. And I've decided that between now and 745 on Tuesday night when the stags kick off at Forest Green Rovers anybody that uses the code hawkins12 on uh, the ticket link for our event Stag Stories Live i will subsidize that cost so i'm going to take off 100% of uh, that cost so essentially you get a free ticket so stag stories live what is it i hear you ask i mean if you don't know by now, then where have you been? Friday, the 22nd of April, 2022. So three weeks, just less than three weeks time at One Course Stadium Uh, Us as Mansfield Matters will be hosting our Stag Story series live in front of you guys in front of an audience where former promotion winning manager Stuart Watkiss, uh, Neil Richardson, the former assistant manager and uh, guests will be with us for a very special live night. Indeed, uh, we'll be recalling that promotion from 20 years ago. Uh, since we last got promoted out of this division within the Football League. So all of those stories, all of the the behind-the-scenes stuff um, as well, you'll be able to uh, see Stuart Watkiss, Neil Richardson and guests talk all about that. And if you go in the link in the description between now and 7.45 on Tuesday night and use the code HAWKINS12, all in capital letters, you'll get a free ticket for that event. So uh, HAWKINS12 is the code that you need. What's the code, Alan? Hawkins 12, all in capital letters. What is it, Clive? It's free. (laughs) Yes, free. Using the code Hawkins 12. Right. I think we've uh, got the (laughs) life out of that one. (laughs) got the life out of that one. Uh, Moving swiftly on to other business. Of course, the stags back on the road on Tuesday at Forest Green, as we say. Now, the club have subsidised coach travel for that one, which is a phenomenal gesture, which we'll talk about a little bit in a minute. If you want to get yourself a seat, I'm told that the remaining seats for those coaches are very, very sparse indeed. They have sold like rocking horse poo-poo. Clive has managed to bag one of the seats. Though You're going on Tuesday on the SSA, aren't you, Clive?
4: Yeah, we were going anyway. I mean, it's just a bonus, the fact that the club's been able to uh, put the coaches on in a way that means that we don't have to pay again. But the uh, I think it'll, it'll engender a good atmosphere. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the game, and I, have, I don't feel intimidated by it either.
1: No, absolutely not. If you want to get yourself a seat on Tuesday night, the number you need to call is... 07967 and oh seven nine six
4: seven six eight nine five nine seven.
1: That bit wasn't in the script. And if you want to go there on, uh, if you want to go on Saturday afternoon to the league's bottom side, Scunthorpe United, departure time from One Call Stadium is 11:45. Uh, this one will cost you though. However, it's just ten pounds for amber members and junior members. Fifteen pounds if you're a blue member, or twenty quid if you are a non. Member, if you want to get yourself uh, on the bus for that one again, same number is 07-967-689-597. And if you go in on Tuesday night, make sure you go and see Clive because they'll have something very special for you, which includes another one of those excellent discount codes which you can use for Stag Stories Live. And if you book now between now and seven forty-five on Tuesday and use the code Hawkins twelve, you'll bag yourself a free. Ticket right, tick. Make that's that. That's that done. Let's talk all things Forest Green Rovers. Keep your comments uh, coming in. Want to hear uh, your say on your team? Let's start with that gesture from uh, the club, Alan. Then Nigel Clough said it in his post match. Actually, on back in that uh, Forest Green game, that um, you know the club would look to support travel supporters going for the return trip, and uh, it's an excellent thing to do.
5: It's brilliant
1: effort, isn't it? And, you know, he did, like you said, he said straight
5: after the game, after the fog abandonment and whatever. And you just can't fault them, can you? They're there every time for the fans, Oh, more away. They're just brilliant owners and it's a really nice gesture from either John and Carolyn or David or whoever's made it on behalf of the club. It's a fantastic gesture.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think the important thing, Clive, as well, is it's it just shows the unity between the club because they know that getting the fans there on a Tuesday night is a big ask anyway, what with work commitments and, and things like that. But uh, Mansfield really does matter and doing little things like that just highlights the point. Oh,
4: there's a wolf in the room.
1: Al just turned the light on. He made his dog bark, bless you. You woke her up, didn't you, Al? Yeah yeah i
4: think it's a trek under any circumstances to Nailsworth for, to see forest green rovers and when you get there there's bless all you can do with the ground it's a dreadful it's 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 a dreadful place in terms of away fan hospitality and i don't mean that on a personal level i mean in terms of facilities it's
1: true it's true it's
4: there's nowhere for cover if it rains on tuesday night we're all going to get drenched um and uh, when you get there into a facility for people to have a bar, uh, go to a, to a bar and have a bite of proper food and they don't even like um, the away support coaches getting up to the ground to, to disembark and to collect yeah. afterwards. Uh, I mean, it is awful. and I'm not suggesting it's all of their own making, but, you know, compared to most clubs we go, there's, there's just it's just poor.
1: Yeah, it is. And that's a key point, you know, for, I think some of it can be psychological sometimes because if a way, if home clubs make it, you know, not a nice place for a wave supporters to come, especially on Tuesday nights, they'll be thinking, "Oh, I'm not fancying that. I just watch it on iFollow or whatever, or listen to it on the radio. And that can be a big, big thing thing can't it Alan and it's exactly the same at, at Forest Green they've got a lovely little bar there which we used to be get, able to go in all the time back when we were in the conference then when they got into the football league they whacked up this marquee in the in the car park, which they've subsequently taken down it's literally you're here you're in you freeze and you can't even have a sausage roll yeah it's uh, you it's know I used
5: to, when I've uh, travelled away with the SSA before that was always used to be the bone of contention it used to be Forest Green Rovers away Everybody used to call it, apparently, for the people, the elderly people who can't walk very far, don't they have to get a bus up the hill or something?
1: Yeah, it is. really poor, that isn't? That's really yeah. poor. Yeah, it is. And uh, the away not uh, great. There's a very small bit of seat in which they've put in there um, now, but it's there's only around sort of... Maybe uh, 20, 30 seats in that little section. It's like a bus shelter. It is. And it it is right in the corner as well. Yeah. And then it's, uh, you know, open air terrace. And well, I've been there when it, many a time, actually, I think this is the. The postponement on my birthday back in January was the second time I've been there and not seen the game through. The time before that, it absolutely smashed it down with rain. Shouldn't have even started. It got to half-time. And then, of course, it had got to half-time. Oh, shock horror. We had to pay for the return trip, which uh, I did pay for. And I I don't believe... I don't think we got anything from the game either, which is uh, very, very annoying.
4: Their their average support is so modest Mm. that they could very easily uh, use the goal... Behind uh, one of these stands behind the goals because they don't fill them.
1: Well, they used uh, to. They used to. Be, when we we're in the conference, it used to be the away, and used to be behind the goal with the seats next to the uh, next to the tunnel.
4: Oh no, I'm thinking of the other one would make more sense because it's mm. nearer to the the road. But I mean, either way,
1: yeah. they've got a goal,
4: a stand behind each goal. They're, they're quite small, but they don't. I mean, when you go to a game, I mean, the, the, when they played the other night, they only got two thousand seven hundred there or whatever. They don't need all the, the, the space they've got for the home support. I just think it's it's narrow-minded, if it's deliberate, uh, to, to keep away fans, in, especially in the height of winter, on that uh, open terrace. On a nice day, it's lovely. Don't get me wrong. But, uh...
1: Yeah, I mean, it, for me, there'll be some rationale thinking behind it somewhere, but there's definitely an element of uh, bad sportsmanship in there. Some in, in some way, shape or form. Uh, anyway, let's go back to some more of your guys' comments. We'll talk about the game on the pitch uh, in a second. Jim says, A class gesture from the club, it must uh, be said, laying on free transport for us to go into Forest Green rovers after the fog postponement a fantastic owner who looks after his fans in a world where other clubs don't help their fans at all uh roger says to say it was only one nil on saturday the game was very entertaining indeed i think probably the most important win at this time of the season a win's a win at the end of the day hawkins had a great game and uh, just made sure the ball always went forward head or foot um uh Richard says, What's your team for Forest Green Rovers? It'd be an interesting one. Uh he's gone for Bishop, Macca, JJ Hawkins, and Hewitt, Maris, Lapsley, Quinn, Longstaff, Bowery, and Akins. Um, I'm gonna go for um Bishop in goal, obviously. A back four of uh Hewitt, uh, JJ Hawkins and Perch with a midfield of Maris. Uh Stirk, Quinn, uh Lapsley in just behind, Akins and Bowery, I think, will be uh, will be my, my team. Um obviously I've left Stephen McLaughlin out of that. If he's fit and available to play, I would potentially put him in, but James Perch has got to go into that back four somewhere. And I just think with a left foot of Stephen Quinn potentially in there with uh, Maris back in the side as well and, and Sturk backing him up. Is Maris fit? He is. Uh, he was on the bench, wasn't he? On uh, on Saturday, so he's uh, he's back available. Right. I just think, he gives us a bit more energy going down there. I mean, well,
4: I, I'm a big fan of Maris. I think when he's, mm. unless he's having a bad game, obviously they don't like him at all. But uh, he typical
1: uh, football fan. <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> he, he adds a dimension that you know we're missing when he's not there, and I think that's important. And, <laughs> I, and I think uh, he's, he's definitely worth um, a regular place in the starting eleven, in my opinion.
1: Who would you? What would your lineup be, Alan?
5: It'd be an interesting one, Craig. I think, uh, like yourself, if Macca's available, I would slot him in, and I, personally, I would leave Perch on the bench. I would leave it as it was. The midfield, I would put Maris in, probably, and uh, maybe, like, Barry for Oates.
4: So, who are you taking out for Maris? Sturk?
5: Yeah, possibly,
4: yeah. Because he did look a bit tired at one point, I thought. But, uh... yeah. Yeah, I'd be a bit more radical in the front pairing, I think. Time to bring the Danny out, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, probably keep Bowery on the bench.
1: Yeah, I think Bowery's a good one to bring on, isn't he? And uh, I know, you know, people get frustrated when he doesn't start. But uh, when he comes on, he adds that different dimension. You know, we brought him on yesterday after the the red card and, and what have you. And, uh, you know, he, we changed the shape a little bit and he really helped us out defensively um, as well. Roger says, still no Danny Johnson coming on late on. It's a very, it's an interesting one to make because Johnson's a, a, a certain type of player, isn't he? He's, he's more of a fox in the box. And to be honest, yesterday, had we been 11 v 11 and got a second goal, I think he might have come on. But we were 1-0 up against 10 men at home against a good, good side. They were pushing us with 10 men, to be fair, and we didn't need a fox in the box. What we needed were physical players on the pitch to go physical for physical, Alan. And uh, I think Cliff got it right yesterday. You, you look at who he brought on. Brings Bowery on, brings Wallis on, brings Rawson on.
5: Yeah. Well, yeah, all,
1: all no... three players
4: can, can defend. That's, the, the, that's the trick, why yeah. he did it. Yeah, that's Sorry, why Alan I talked over you there, mate.
5: You know, I've got no complaints with the players he brought on, but I think on another point, it might even be saving Johnson for Scunthorpe. I know it's going to be hard. I know we're not going to sail through the game. But if ever you need a goal scorer to put a few goals in, you know, Johnson, he might just be the uh, the right fit on that day.
1: Yeah, I don't see him starting at Forest Green. I definitely see it, you know, being um, a more a more physical side. Because they're a side, you know, that have, have got goals in them. Yes, they've had a bit of a stutter. They were way clear at the top of the league at one point. Now they're only four points clear um, at the top. So uh, I think it'll be... I think you're likely to see a a physical Mansfield side. And do you know what? Don't be surprised if you see Wallace start, to be honest. And also, haven't they got, uh, is it one of the best right-backs in the league?
5: Is he right-back for Forest Green Rovers? I know there's one of their players that they speak very highly of and I feel sure it's the right-back. So if he gets forward, you know, we need to make sure we're concentrating on that left-hand side with Quinn. And that's probably where Barry could come in, just in front of Quinn. Yeah, or it
1: it's, what we need to do is need to stop them playing their game we need to stop yeah. them having a, an easy time we need to make it really rough and ready for them and you know whoever goes on tuesday night fan wise just be singing from from start to, to finish make it really really difficult um evening for them and uh, uh stop them getting pop shots off because they like to shoot from the edge of the box they like to shoot from distance they like to sort of you know try and, and play quite quick we, we've got a We've got to be a little bit giddy, really. Slow the game down and, and really get under their their skin. And I think that's where the likes of, you know, o- O'Toole's little bit of mischievousness and um, and uh, other players uh, like that will be, uh, yeah, will will be uh, key for us, Clive.
4: I think so. I think you've got to, to. I mean, the club does its homework anyway. They know what they're up against, and they'll take into account the latest information about fitness um but I've, when I've watched them on on the highlights that they'd make a lot of their attacks down the left wing um much as we do and so it's going to be an interesting mix I think um but I, whichever four we use at the back and I think it has to be four they're gonna to have to work hard and I yeah. think it's who stands in front of them that's going to make the difference so like <coughs> Maris, and to put your point you could bring Wallace on or he may even start with Wallace because he's very energetic
1: do you know what? Thinking about it now, sorry to cut you off, you know, t- talking about trying to get James Perch back in there. Because if Perch is available, Perch is the first name on the team sheet. Just listen to the way Nigel Clough answers the question, and, you know, hmm. it-, it tells you all you need to know. You know what isn't a bad shout? It's going with Perch at centre back, leaving Macker at left back, and moving JJ slightly forward into midfield and let him sit in the hole, sit Which in something he's always wanted to do, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and, you know, he's done it for us a couple of times, Alan. He's, he's done it relatively well as well. Yeah, he's uh, he's, play, he's played well whenever, whenever he's
5: played, apart from his uh, little misdemeanour at Newport. But we'll forgive him for that now he's back playing and playing so well. But I must admit, I prefer him at the back. I know he can do a job in midfield. And if that's where he plays, you know, with trying to fit people in, that's fine. I haven't got a problem with that. But I just think he's got more what's the word I'm after, is more common sense is at the back, you know, where he can read the game that little bit better. Because I don't know whether they'd get at him in midfield, you know, with his temper.
1: That'd yeah, possibly. I mean, for for me, I, I don't think there's too much difference. I think in terms of the way I'm envisioning it lining up, that back four of Hewitt, um, Perch, Hawkins, McLaughlin with O'Toole just in front O'Toole would sit as the holding midfielder allow Hewitt and McLaughlin to push on and when they push on O'Toole would drop back in and it would slot into a three Yeah. Can, I, can yes. I just say
4: Craig those people who are listening to this podcast rather than watching it can't see your fingers showing you where those players were going to be
1: Yeah I, I'm fully aware of that I'm fully aware <laughs> that people aren't watching the live version and listening to it but it's you know they can picture it in their heads it's an audio medium you know they're used to having to transport <laughs> People who listen to this in, after five series and listen to me on the radio on a Saturday and a Tuesday are used to having to turn my voice and turn it into pictures. It's not always a good thing sometimes. Case it's in a, point, It's a privilege.
4: Case, it's an absolute privilege to hear you. No question in,
1: about that. Case in point, at full-time yesterday on, on Saturday afternoon, Lee Wilson, my esteemed co-commentator, I said we'll be hearing from him and we'll hear from Lee Wilson again on Tuesday night. He'll be back alongside me um, as we go to League Leaders, Forest Green Rovers, picks the mic up. No, I not i in Mar- Barbados. So, we have a bit of banter, banter about that. And at the full time, I'll go, I'm sorry, Jason, I just can't get the picture of Lee Wilson in speedos out of my head. And that's putting in everybody else's mind. And, you know, there have been a few people that have been a little bit mixed. So, I apologise profusely about that. But just um, going back
4: on, on topic, it's... Uh, the, please uh, do, please. The, the thing is, for a good chunk of the early part of the season, we were desperately short of, of, of defenders. Now we're awash with them. And we, we're thinking about putting them in different positions. It, it really is a strange... Uh, Jumps to position from where we were uh, in the dark days.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Forest Green have got the right idea, says Jim. It should be a miserable foot away fans to discourage them coming. It's only what Clough wants to do here. It's what we did do here with the extra game and moving it to the uh, Friday night. If uh, we think back to that in a little in a little bit, um Roger says I'm not so sure. Johnson scored a variety of goals uh for Orion yeah he did he, you know he's, he's the type of player that like that scores in the box you know with had a bit of banter with Reese Oates the other week saying that he doesn't score tappings. Well, you know, that's the one thing we're missing from the game at the minute. I think that's what Johnson uh, can offer. Craig says, said it once and I'll keep saying it. Not We won't see Johnson on a pitch playing in a stag shirt again. Defo something behind closed doors, in my opinion. Uh, Richard says, for Forest Green Rovers, Matty Stevens is injured. Need to stop Kane Wilson, though. I agree. Johnson for Scunthorpe. Uh, and Craig says, uh, yeah, correct, Alan. It's Kane Wilson who plays... Uh, uh, right back and right wing back for uh, Forest Green Rovers. So definitely need to uh, uh, stop him. Um, Roger says Clough might put Hawkins up front Tuesday uh, and surprise everyone. I don't think it would be too much a surprise because if he puts him up front, it's putting Perch back in at centre half, isn't it? And it solves his problem of who it moves. Uh Jim says forest green are dangerous from out wide. Lock up the flanks. Uh you often uh, lock forest green up. I'd go 4-5-1 and ask the wide midfielders to uh, to double team with the fullbacks off the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Um and uh, Nathan asked the question. Uh he hasn't left. He's still at the club. Um he's just he just can't he's just got a problem with his eyesight at the minute which is why he's not uh, doing the interviews or the commentary but he's still very much there Nathan and doing a splendid job as well uh, right let's go back to uh, more questions and more comments you've got another couple of minutes if you want to get them in let's turn our attention um, to uh, podcast predictions we won't look at Scunthorpe yet because as Nigel Clough says one game at a time and we'll be doing another podcast before then anyway uh, podcast predictions shock horror Nathan hasn't uh, logged on to the link to uh to give his reasoning why he scored no points on uh, Saturday afternoon. I'm just absolutely gutted that I went for uh, O'Toole rather than Hawkins to uh, to score. I knew a centre-back had score, but uh, I would have got more points. But there you go. Anyway, um, let's have a little quick look at the podcast predictions table. Ricky remains in 10th. Roger is in 9th on 26 points. Then it's Cam in 8th. You're above him by one whole point in seventh. Steve Naden is in sixth. Nick is in fifth. Steve is in fourth. And then it's all changing. the top three. Clive's dropped down to third. I've gone up to second. And Nathan has a slender lead still at the top. He's on 51 points. I'm on 47. Time to get your predictions in for all things Forest Green Rovers. Uh, Nathan's uh, not here. Cam's not here. So, Alan, let's start with you.
5: I'm going to go with the double L. On uh, Tuesday night, I'm going to go First Green Rovers, one. Mansfield Town, two. Ooh. And Lapsley and
1: Longstaff. Oh, so, a 2-1 win with yep. George Lapsley and Matty Longstaff on the score sheet. Okay, I wonder where you were going that with Double L. I'm thinking, we haven't lost. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Clive, you're, you're next up. one
4: all, Aikens.
1: A good shout. Uh, I'm also going to go for a draw, and I'm going to go for a 2 all draw. Uh, and I'm going to go... For for, um, let's have a little think. Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for Stephen Quinn to pop up and I'm going to go for Lucas Akins to get on the score sheet. Uh, Nathan's not here, Cam's not here. They'll drop us uh, their predictions before uh, Tuesday night. If you want to get involved with podcast predictions, then make sure you do. The link that you need is in the description. You've got to do it at one hour and uh, one, one minute. minute. Before kickoff on Tuesday night, votes after that won't count. Votes in the comments and on social media won't count. It has to be done via the link. It's a simple. Yeah, yeah that's as all that. well
4: and good, but what's Lapsley's favourite biscuit?
1: Right. Do you know what? This is an interesting one. I knew, I'm frustrated at myself because I've interviewed him twice in the last couple of weeks. Right. And the first time I interviewed him, I'm thinking, I've asked him. I'm sure I've asked him. I, I think you have Craig. I can't remember who I've asked.
5: I think, <laughs> I think you've asked Lapsley. I can't remember what he
1: said, but I think you've asked Lapsley somewhere along the line. They won't I, have remembered anyway. So I've de- right. I've definitely asked John Joe O'Toole. I've definitely asked Nigel Clough. I've definitely Barry. asked Mat- Matty Longstaff and Jordan Bowery and Ollie Clark. I'm yeah. I'm not I'm not sure on the others.
4: I don't remember you asking him to be honest, but
1: yeah, I don't I'm remember not much of my sure age. you've done Lapsley I'm not,
5: before I'm not, he got injured. When did he score? You can always ask him again. Do you know, you do see, you I, know what? I, think, I don't think
1: it was Lapsley. I think you th- I think it was Charlesley before he left. Because Charlesley, right. right. Charles, Charlesley came off the bench, didn't he, and scored. Yeah, uh, scored yeah twice, he scored two, didn't he? In yeah. what proved to be his last game. And I think I asked him. Yeah. I'm not sure I've asked Lapsley. Right, somebody's got to do the research. I can't be asked. Somebody's say- got to do the research and find out who I've asked the biscuit question to. Give me a list. And those who I haven't, I'll try and endeavour to do my best before the end of the season.
4: I reckon Lapsley will have a much more sophisticated biscuit palette than the rest of them. And
1: I've, <laughs> I think I've got the answer. And it's Biscoff Creams. Look, you just wanted to get the Biscoff Creams out. Lotus- you- <laughs> I'm on commission.
4: Biscoff Lotus Cream. Get them down here.
1: It's the future. <laughs> I've got no words. I've got, I've got no words. Roger says just ask Slapsley on Tuesday night if you get a chance. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. But if someone could do the research, that'd be greatly appreciated. Right, that's I almost. Think, sorry, yeah. I think
4: you're coming at it the wrong way. What you should do as soon as you start the interview is say, before we start talking about football, fella, what's your favourite biscuit?
3: Yeah. That would be novel.
1: Yeah, it would, but it also makes it all awkward for like the way that post-match interviews work and things like that and i don't want them to forget i mean the footballers i mean you know not carry on as you're doing craig yeah that, that yeah exactly we'll uh by the way of... just
4: a quickie have you been watching the series of Mo- uh, mansfield uh, mastermind where the players are playing yes. against each other yes the one that was I televised today, murphy got 10 out of 10 yeah it he was all smacker Incredible!
1: Some. I I am determined to do. I think we should do a, a mini fan series. I mean, I've already put it to Cluffy that Cluffy should take on the winner. He said no uh, because he doesn't know. Uh, this is this was sort of not word for word, but these along the lines of what Clough said was: I don't know enough about modern things. I don't know enough about modern questions, yeah. and this seems to be quite modern because of the football. So you know, we we should definitely have a, a mastermind where a fan takes on the winner. And I think we should also see a mini tournament between the management team, Clough versus Crosby, Garner versus the physio, um, <laughs> the analyst versus
0: the um, groundsman.
1: The groundsman, yeah. Let's let's have a little, you know. Yeah. Let's, let's get it. The groundsman's basically. dog versus Bobby. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, who? I, the, the, the answer one. there is Bonio, by the way. Yeah. Well, for the favourite biscuit. We're, <laughs> these are two separate features that we're talking about. To be honest, two. Absolutely separate features. And yeah. uh, what well, about
4: just, uh, what about at the live event, Alan's prize bingo? I should be delighted to be holding his balls for him again.
1: I mean, what you do in your spare time while we're off air in the in the green room is entirely up to you. But yes, there will be uh, a a biscuit themed game and a, a bingo as well. There, are, I think, but I do believe I think I'm right in saying this, Alan, that there's going to be a biscuit hamper isn't there for one of the winners on uh, Wilson's bingo. Yes, definitely for the line. Two lines and then the full house. All biscuit hampers. There we go. Full-on biscuit hampers. And you can attend this great event for free if you get your ticket before 7.45 on Tuesday and use the code Mm -hmm. HAWKINS12 at checkout. The link you need is in the description. There'll be the biscuit game. um, The the biscuit bingo. That's that's it. Biscuit bingo. There'll be biscuit bingo. There'll be (laughs) a quiz. There'll be some other entertainment. And, of course, the main event... (laughs) Stag Stories Live, Stuart Watkiss, Neil Richardson, Andy Wyatt, other guests to be announced as well. It takes place on Friday the 22nd of April at OneCore Stadium. We really, really want you guys to, to get a ticket and to, to let us know you're coming. We really want to see you there. We've worked really, really hard on this, and we're going to make it a fantastic event, getting everybody back together, recalling the glory from 20 years ago, ahead of hopefully some glory this time around. 22nd of April, Stag Stories Live, Use the code Hawkins12 to get yourself a free ticket. That's almost all we've got time for. Final thoughts, though, on Forest Green Rovers on Tuesday night. Everybody's going to be looking forward to it, but a difficult place to go. And I'll tell you this now: if we've, me and Clive have both predicted draws for this one. If we come away with a point, I'll be highly delighted.
5: Yeah, so will I. I know I've gone for two-one, but if we get a point, it's not the end of the world because we've got—we uh, could, uh, you know, differentiate that on Saturday against Oldham. I know they're a decent. It's uh, Compton, sorry. I know they are a—you uh, know—they're fighting for the lives, but I do believe it's one that we can go and win and win
1: handsomely. Absolutely. We'll talk more about that in the week as we reflect on all things Forest Green. My thanks to Alan Wilson. My thanks to Clive Parking. Time to end in the usual way. And that's by looking back on Saturday's 1-0 win at home to Northampton. A 1-0 win which has made it very, very easy for you guys to attend Stag Stories Live for free by using the code HAWKINS12 at checkout. The link you need is in the description. I'm going to shut up and I'm going to hit play on this video. We'll see you next time. As the finishing line comes into the far distance picture, Mansfield Town are hoping to beat one of their promotion rivals here at One Call Stadium this afternoon and set a new club record for 11 consecutive home wins in the Football League. As you can hear, the fans are packed in. There is barely a spare seat in the house and they are ready to try and cheer their side on to another three points here back on home soil. Nigel Clough makes three changes to the side which drew 2-2 with Hartlepool United in midweek. James Perch misses out through illness. Jamie Murphy is out with a hamstring injury and Jordan Bowery is dropped to the bench. In come Matty Longstaff, Reece Oates and Stephen McLaughlin who captains the side. Matty Longstaff will deliver Mansfield's second corner of the game then here. At uh, one-call stadium, up steps Longstaff, two-step run-up into the header Hawkins, and he's in, he's in, he's in, on the line! Matchfield Town have scored! It's Ollie Hawkins who swoops in and knocks in the opening goal of the game on 20 minutes! Matchfield Town 1, Northampton Town nil.
2: Brilliant, brilliant delivery, and Hawkins, I think one of the lads, I, think, I don't know if it were Quinn, who got a block on his on his marker and left him with a free header and it's a great header, you know, the keeper nearly got it tipped it in but but that's all come from Mansfield play, keeping the ball, breaking the line and creating something. And that's what they can do and it's a fantastic error from Hawkins and a great start from the Stags.
1: Mansford have the ball back through John Joe O'Toole. That's an excellent switch of play from the North, former Cobblers man. Finds McLaughlin on the left, coming forward at a pace. Quinn on the overlap. Low balling towards the middle, towards Oates. Turned away by Northampton. McLaughlin couldn't get the second ball and O'Toole has to win it again on the halfway line. Longstaff tries to turn it around the corner. It finds Lapsley. Now McLaughlin Strike. 35 from goal. McLaughlin hits nah. it and it's up and over the top of the bar behind for a goal kick But the intent there from Mansfield. Town with five to go before the half-time whistle.
2: Yeah. That's good, you know, we've got the second ball again, played it quick. You know, because they're supporting the spaces there and it opened up and, you know, got to hit the target to be fair, but uh, that's where I like Mackay. You know, you see him there and he's going forward. He's, he's, he's one of the best, one of the best fullbacks going forward like that. He's brilliant, uh, and that's where we want him playing.
1: Stephen Quinn drops off his shoulder and McLaughlin done well to find Quinn. Quinn in possession, Oates tails off on the left, gets it to the edge of the area for Ludwig. Brilliant! brilliant. Oh, 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 and it's a fantastic save from Liam Roberts at full stretch to palm the ball behind for a corner because that strike from Matty Longstaff was going in the postage stamp
2: I'll tell you what what a save that is that is a great save. it's great play from Manchester Macca again up there love it Quinn interlocking great ball into Longstaff lovely first touch at his feet and a curler as soon as he hit it I thought that's in oh
1: got to get keeper credit Longstaff will deliver again for Mansfield can he mix it up this time, can he try and find far post, Hawkins stands on it O'Toole over his shoulder, McLaughlin in there as well, another two step run up from Matty Longstaff into the second of those two added on minutes, in comes the corner and it's going to be football oh. towards goal, it's running loose inside the box Reeks out oh. keeper Keeper's speed, it's the line. fantastic I save, the keeper throws himself on the ground and he gets a block on it with his leg and he goes oh. behind for another corner McLaughlin standing over this free kick for Mansfield, the stage and left Elliot Hewitt back but sent O'Toole and Hawkins both forward McLaughlin steps up to deliver it's a left footed to float ball in towards the far post where Hawkins does it down Ball running loose on the edge of the box for Stephen Quinn oh it's deflected away it might fall back for Longstaff deflected off of number seven Crikey, and behind the tenth corner what have Mansfield got to do to put the ball in the net?
2: Right, mate, the chance after chance they've got to put one away he's going to come back to balance in the bum if we don't, I'm telling you you have to, have to score you know, we're on top so much. We've got to make it count. But it's good, you know, it's really good intent from A Great start to second half, but we need that second goal.
1: Longstaff then will deliver Mansfield's 10th corner of the game in front of the home fans where there's barely a spare seat in the Croydon end. Longstaff's ball in towards the front post towards Hawkins. Flicks behind and it's corner number 11. Good from Molly Hawkins and Mansfield looking to maybe play this one short. Longstaff finds McLaughlin. McLaughlin with ball at feet driving forward. He's got Quinn inside if he can find him. McLaughlin towards oh. him he pushed the away by the keeper it'll fall for O'Toole oh. he away back to O'Toole who oh. again and he's deflected wide for a goal kick oh my unbelievable. god unbelievable
2: I tell you something that's a great save from keeper again as how's he kept that out he's kept it out he's come back and oh, block block Please, please don't let this come back and bite us because we have to put it to bed this game at the minute. When you are created this many opportunities, this many chances.
1: Lapsley goes forward, looking to try and get it forward to Lucas Aikens and that is a foul on George Lapsley by the Northampton man who has just pushed George Lapsley to the ground. The number eight, Paul Lewis, right in front of the referee and now he's got a
2: decision to make. He's getting two yellows. It's two yellow cards. Two yellows. it's getting one for the foul and one for the push.
1: Wow, Paul Lewis sets off for Northampton Town on 75 minutes yep. Northampton have taken it quickly as the short the box we've played a minute over long ball over the top again Red by Stephen McLaughlin get it blown, to try and get the ball Sturr gets the foot to the ball Rawson steps in Northampton and there is That's the full time we saw Town still a huge huge three points Stephen Brilliant. Quinn jumps into the arms of Rizos on the bench The Stag's fans in absolute Jubilation and the full time whistle blows with Mansfield Town gaining three points against a big promotion rival. So there you have it, Ollie Hawkins' eighth goal of the campaign gives Mansfield a big three points going into a big week of fixtures with Forest Green Rovers and Scunthorpe United to visit over the next couple of days. If you can't make either of those two games, make sure you tune in to Mansfield 103.2 for full match commentary. Edge of your seat audio drama for you, worthy of any BAFTA on the planet. Build-up gets underway from 6 o'clock on Tuesday night. You'll have to tune in to find out who my guest commentator will be, as Lee Wilson has decided to jet off to Barbados. I hope it brings me back to some duty-free. In the meantime, I'll do my utmost to try and get three points to uh, keep him smiling on the sunbed. As always, thanks for all your comments tonight and all your questions. Make sure you hit the link in the description and get your free ticket for Stags Stories Live. If you're an SSA member, all you need to do is use the code SSA2122 and show your SSA membership card on the door. Or if you get your ticket before Tuesday, 7.45 on Tuesday, and use the code HAWKINS12, that will get you a ticket for absolutely nothing. We've taken the cost off those tickets. If you use the code Hawkins12 as a thanks to Ollie Hawkins for giving us that important goal over Northampton. Thanks as always for all your comments. As I say, thanks to the panel. Make sure you get involved with all the usual stuff in between. We will see you in the week for another Mansfield Matters podcast of Reflect on Forest Green. And look ahead to the league's bottom side, Scunthorpe United, on Saturday afternoon. For now though, that's a Sunday sermon. We'll see you again in the week. Come on you stags as the promotion charge continues.